Welcome to Keeping Your Together in a Stressed World with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. Each week, we explore down and dirty ways to stop awfulizing, catastrophizing, going down the rabbit hole, and moving through all the craziness that is happening right now. We're here to create a community of like-minded people as we give you tips, tricks, and techniques for keeping sane in an unhinged world. And now, here are your hosts, Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. Greetings, everybody. This is Scott Grossberg, one of your co-hosts for Keeping Your Shit Together in a Stressed World, and I'm excited to be here today uh, for our show. I'm joined by my co-host, Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Hi, Scott. Hi, everyone. Welcome, special guest. We have a special (laughs) guest who I will introduce uh, in a moment. Uh, As we normally do, uh, Michelle and I are going to chat about what has been going on with our clients and our friends and our colleagues. And I wanted to kick this off. Most of you have have seen that I carry this, a a Rubik's Cube with me everywhere. It's kind of my own little fidget spinner, right? Um, And so it should come as no surprise that I have started reading the autobiography of the man who invented the Rubik's Cube. And the interesting thing, it's by a man by the name of Erno Rubik, and I'm probably pronouncing his first name incorrectly. Uh, But the name of the book is Cubed, The Puzzle of Us All. And what I wanted to share with all of you is a quote that I just found in this book, because it ties in so well with what's been going on with my clients, uh, the people that I've been consulting with. And I think it also ties in with today's show. Because as this lockdown, the stay-at-home orders, as uh, all the restrictions that people are feeling are lingering, people are taking more time to find themselves. And what that means is they can't find themselves. And so I've been working with a lot of folks who are telling me, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that. And when we come down to structuring, well, what does your business plan look like? They don't have a clue. And I found it, I love the term serendipity, by the way. I always have. If you haven't mm-hmm. seen the movie, go see it. Uh, but seren- with, with serendipity, I came across a quote this morning. So if you don't mind, Michelle, I'm going to share this. Oh, please do. And it's at the part of the book where uh, Erno Rubik is asking the question, who am I? And he doesn't know how to answer it. Mm. And this is the quote from the book. Orson Welles once appeared on a radio program and said, Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Orson Welles. I am an actor. I am a writer. I am a producer. I am a director. I am a magician. I appear on stage. And I appear on the radio. Why are there so many of me and so few of you? (laughs) I adored the way he put it because I understood perfectly what he meant. There are so many of me because I am all the identities I carry with me all the time. All these definitions are restrictive, like so many different cells in a prison. All of us play many roles depending on the situation. Like actors, we become the characters we are assigned. That's why it's so difficult to name the definitive one. And I bring that quote up because that's exactly what I've been 
working with with some folks and I keep telling them just embrace the renaissance right that renaissance brain where you're all these things I hate the term polymath I just I don't know why it just completely turns me off but I am starting to see so many people embrace the fact that there's so many things all at the same time rather than being forced into one particular uh, definition and again, I think it kind of ties in with where we're, we may be going today as mm. far as going back to just finding out what your soul says to you, what your spirit says to you. Mm. And I don't know about you, Michelle, what do you do when someone comes to you in a therapeutic session and they don't know who the hell they are? I mean, wow, how, I how love, do you tie I that in? I love how you start off some of our podcasts with such deep questions, Scott, and my brain is still like running around like a chicken from my previous appointment and lunch and welcome, whatever. <laughs> welcome to my world. My, you right? know, I, you, you, I mean, you so know, Carolyn well enough. It's like Carolyn does the same, says the same thing to me, right? It's like, yeah. really? All of that? That's so early in the morning. <laughs> so what, one of my, my kind of go-to things is I try to ask people if they are aware of who their little inner child is. And if their little inner child could talk to them about their hopes and their dreams and what they like to do for fun and what they do for rest and recovery and, you know, what they dreamed about being as an adult and, you know, sort of who they were in the world before a lot of social influence started to happen. I really like to look at people's childhood and teenage years to give them a sense of well, where did I come from at least? And that can sometimes clue into who am I? Um, one of the things I've talked about a lot this, this week in therapy has been um, the concept of, am I lovable? Am I worthy? And the idea that, you know, when we're born into the world as a baby, we don't shrink into the corner and say, oh, don't feed me. Don't change me. Don't touch me. Don't love me. Don't care for me. We scream, feed me, you know, change me, love me, hold me, you know, and maybe that's all about survival. But I think if we look at the deeper aspects of it, we learn to feel unlovable or unworthy or uncared for or unsafe. You know, we, we learn that. And many of us just need to remember who we were when we were born. Someone who, who felt um, capable of asking for love and, and sustenance and that kind of thing. So I guess that's, that's my answer to your deep question, <laughs> at least for today. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting, and, and I've never asked our guests this, but I'm going to ask you uh, a loaded question before, because I don't want to take up a, a lot of okay. time this morning. I want to really jump into what we're doing. Okay. Is, the, is your practice based on the, the root concept, the foundation, that everything we experience today is learned from our childhood? Um, sort of. I mean, I start off usually with people on, from a cognitive behavioral therapy basis, like what thoughts affect your behaviors, affect your mood, affect your physical reactions in your body. But sometimes those thoughts are linked to core beliefs that have been learned. So while we might not spend a lot of our time in childhood in therapy, we try to identify the root of it and then make a choice about changing, changing that. And then 
from a gestalt perspective, which is the other kind of theory that I move into when I get into deeper, longer term therapy, which is uh, what is the unfinished business? What are those in- internal parts trying to speak to you about needing growth? So it's a yes and a no thing. So it's not about blaming your mom or your dad for everything. It's really about identifying and then choosing to unlearn things that need to be unlearned and aren't working or choosing to, to heal the older wounds that aren't even your modern day parents' responsibility. Like, you know, they made those mistakes back, you know, when they were 20 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago. So it's not about your relationship with your parent today. It's often, you know, what needs to be healed from the past. Um, So you're all about moving, moving forward, fixing, and I'm going to use the word fixing very generally. (laughs) It's not a diagnosis. Um, Fixing what we ourselves think is, is, needs to be fixed. I like that's a general way of saying it. Yeah. Although I wouldn't I know say that could fixed. be a whole that could be <laughs> that, that could be a whole show in and of itself. And that wasn't uh-huh. fair of me to throw that out at you. <laughs> but but given the fact that I've got two of my favorite people in the therapy world and the whole, you know, universe on the show today, it's like, okay. Um, I thought I would throw that out there. And for those of you who are listening uh, who have a different worldview, uh, Good morning, Alicia, or greetings, Alicia. Um, You know, for those of you who come from a different worldview, uh, I'll even go so far as at some point, Michelle and I will probably do a show on what I call past life bleed throughs. And we can Ah, even get into uh uh, transgenerational uh, trauma. Maybe maybe Mm -hmm. we'll have our special guest back for that. Um, And, you know, things like that. I, I just... Again, going back to what I read you from the book, I'm finding it serendipitous that I have so many people, colleagues, friends, who are suddenly realizing, given the amount of time they now have with themselves at home, yeah, um, realizing that they're more than what they originally thought they were, mm. but they don't know how to define it. Oh, so okay. I, I will leave that as a little tease. Uh, Uh, Michelle, is there anything else you wanted to cover? Because I'd love to introduce our guest. Yeah, I'd love to introduce our guest today, too. I think I I just want to highlight in light of our guests that um, sometimes today it's we're recording on a Monday and live on a Monday. Sometimes people will use the hashtag Monday Madness. And I, I feel like we've been living in a time that's much more than just a Monday madness. And I really do look forward to our guest giving us some tools to kind of calm that madness down. But that that's my thought for today is looking forward to um, talking about how we can calm our generalized madness <laughs> in the world. All right. With, with that, uh, I'm going to tell you about our guest. And uh, again, one of my favorite people in the whole world, uh, Dr. Diane Pubauer, uh is a psychotherapist. I will tell you a little bit about her in a moment, but I love the the banner, the introduction on her website, which is what if you could be truly happy? Mm. And, you know, she asks some really important, deep questions. Uh, she talks about living your true potential and authentic self, removing blocks to happiness, um, restoring harmony in your relationships, which I think is what we all need right now uh you know 
I'm going to call her Diane for lack of that, because without being too formal, uh, Diane is actually on again, and we very rarely have guests return. But if you will go back and look at, uh, I think it's our second episode. Mm -hmm. uh, if you go back and look at our second or third episode, it's one of the highest rated episodes we have had on this show. And Yay! I am continually getting, uh, <laughs> as soon as I announced that she was on, I've had people, even this morning, I, I wrote her uh, and said, I, I just got a, an email from somebody or a post actually on social media. Uh, let me find it right here. And, you know, somebody was just raving. Like, is this the lady who did the most awesome guided meditation in the world? <laughs> um, and that's the kind of response we've had. So uh, we really wanted her to come back. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about her. Uh, she obviously has a doctoral degree in psychotherapy. Uh, she is also a wilderness instructor. And so at some point, I'd love to... Uh, discussed with her how she uses the, the develop the wilderness therapy programs for troubled adolescents. Um, I, I, you know, I thought of all these things I wanted to say, but I, I want to share particularly with the fact that we've always, Michelle and I have always looked at this show as being a place where the strong can go to be weak, right? That mm -hmm. this is a place where people can say, hey, it's okay to get therapy. It's okay to ask for help. I want to read you uh, Diane's vision off of her website, which is dianepubauer.com. It's D-I-A-N-E. P, P as in Paul, U-C-H-B as in boy, A-U-E-R.com. And her vision is, I see therapy as an opportunity to explore your inner self, relational patterns, self-care behaviors, and life situation in the presence of a compassionate and accepting other in order to create a life that's worth living for yourself and your loved ones. And I think that just about sums up <laughs> um, what this is, because I think both you and Diane, Michelle, uh, as Diane has on her website, treat therapy as a collaborative endeavor, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that it's something that you work together with. And I could go on and on and tell you all the things I'll, uh, I will in the link to the show, put the post link for Diane's website. So you can check out her modalities, check out her specialities using my English friend's pronunciation. Uh, and with that, I'd like to bring Diane on. Diane, welcome. Thank you, Scott and Michelle. Thanks for having me back on the show. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's a pleasure to be back. I love sharing things that I've learned and things that have, I've found really work um, to help. Uh, and I'm here today, I want to lead in a meditation and visualization um, that really can reliably lift your spirits uh, and positively change your mood and mental state. Um, and it ends up having a, a positive effect on, on all parts of your life. Um, so part of the meditation that I'm gonna share, I just wanna give credit, um, is called Meditation on Twin Hearts. And this was put together by Grandmaster Chokok Sui, from, who is a ethnic Chinese man from the Philippines who developed pranic healing. Mm -hmm. And you can check them out at, I think it's pranichealing.org, but it could be .com. Um, so anyway, if you look up, if you just put a pranic healing, you'll get their website. 
Um, Before we jump into the meditation, which I think everybody is excited about, uh, and for those listening, I will, as I did before, uh, create a separate MP3 download of Diane walking us all through that so that you can put that on your phone and listen to it uh, and have that as an additional resource tool uh, for you. Diane, I'm, I'm curious that in this world that we're in, you know, both you and Michelle are therapists. Are you starting to see yourself more angst and more a level, I don't know what to call it, a level of activation in clients as a whole? Obviously, everybody's got their own uniqueness. But do, do you see a higher level of activation? And is what we're going to talk about and go through today a way to treat humanity not just ourselves. Yeah, in fact, that's, um, let's see, you asked two questions there. One is, I did. is there a higher level of activation? Um, absolutely, but never before in my lifetime have we been told by the government, you can't run your business, you can't leave your house. Um, these are unprecedented in my lifetime. Uh, and so everybody's having to navigate something um, very uh, strange and different. So yeah, I would say there's a higher level of activation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have lost the second question that you asked. Oh, something about, yeah. So the meditation that I'm gonna share today, the, the reason I've chosen this one is, and I'm gonna share a little bit of the research behind uh, that other people have done demonstrating that when you do particular kinds of meditation, where you actually are sending a healing intention or a positive intention out towards someone else or something else, um, it, it has an effect on that other. And this has been demonstrated over and over and over again for 40, maybe more than 40 years, but um, Dean Radin at the Institute of Noetic Science, he's been doing this for 40 years. Um, others as well, that I'll just mention here, uh, Lynn McTaggart, uh, who's did the intention experiment um, and her most recent book is The Power of Eight. What they've shown is when when we send out a positive intention and that's part of what we're gonna do today, it has the effect out there that is quantifiable. And surprisingly, what they found is it has a positive effect on the person who is doing the sending of the meditation. So like Lynn McTaggart surprised, she uh, in her Power of Eight talks about, they would choose one person who maybe had an illness or something, and then they would have this positive intention they would send to that person. Um, and then they all got healing, or maybe they all got better in, in their body or whatever. They, if it was about a relationship, their relationships got better. Um, so is that, Kind of answer your question, Scott. It, it, it does. And since you brought up Lynn McTaggart, for those of uh, you listening, if you check her out and if you uh, friend her actually on Facebook, she does these wonderful uh, intention circles, for lack of a better way to put it, where people can ask uh, for a, and I, I'm using again the word, in fact, I just got a, a an email from uh, Lynn McTaggart talking about exactly what we're saying right now, where she offers these free healing sessions, uh, intention section and uh, sessions, for lack of a better way to put it, where you think about somebody and and it's a fascinating way of uh, 
handling, I think, what we're talking about today. So yeah, Diane, it did answer my question. Um, Michelle, in in your practice, you use... Oh, my he's video. frozen. <laughs> my video froze. Yeah, he's frozen. Oh, okay. So that's Scott, not me. <laughs> no, no, no. Because um, you and I are still here. <laughs> okay. This has happened Hopefully. once once before, and he's hopefully made me host and we'll log back in. Okay. <laughs> well, let me, let me just, uh, could I just talk? Please. Oh, um, yes, please. So uh, when things is, there's a variety of different styles of meditation. And, um, and when they, when uh, Daniel Goleman and Richie Davidson wrote a book called Altered Traits, mm -hmm. in which they just, des they describe what the research has found is if, if you want to be more loving, kind, do live and kindness meditation. If you want to be more, have a better focus and attention than yes. you do mindfulness meditation. If you yes. want to have, you know, so you can, there's, so different meditation styles create different effects in the, in the person. Um, but what, so the global consciousness project and heart math Institute, both of these organizations have found that when human beings get together and they're all focused on the same thing, it creates coherence in the in the quantum field in the in the morphogenic field around that group of people so even burning man mm -hmm. where they go out in the desert and there's 100,000 people out there they have they they put these random number generators around um, and when everyone's focused on when they finally burn the man <laughs> when they burn the man <laughs> uh -huh. all of a sudden there's coherence in the field and those random number generators are no longer randomly, they are, they become, um, instead of just random X's and O's or ones and zeros, they're, they're like skewed towards lots and lots and lots of ones. Oh. Um, and, and so there's, so there's, yeah, so there's, when, when lots of people get together and they have a, a an intention, um, that in, there, there is a coherence. So when we're talking about people these days, there's, there's a lot of chaotic energy. There's a, yeah. there's a lot of agitation, frustration about, mm -hmm. you know, our life situation right now. Mm -hmm. And if we let ourselves just go into that agitation, frustration, and negativity, mm -hmm. we put that out, we mm -hmm. create more of it. Mm -hmm. So that which we're complaining about, we then promulgate <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and make more um, and so maybe people are saying, I want to find my true self and I want to be more at peace and I want to have good things in my life. Well, it actually means you um, being intentional about being that. Mm -hmm. And then you and then we can create that. And then together we can create that. But, it, mm -hmm. but each person doing it makes it easier for others to do it. So mm -hmm. it's, it's mm -hmm. this really beautiful kind of mm -hmm. Um, kind of like when somebody is very agitated and talking really loud and another person's in the room and kind of talks very softly, it sort of brings them down. That's right. Mm -hmm. Or it could go the other way. Or it can go the, the other person. way. I've seen it go the other way, right? <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> the calm person. <laughs> that's right. So, so that's where we all need to be mindful. What am I, um, am I allowing myself to be dragged into agitation and become more agitated? Mm -hmm. Or am I intentional in saying, um, I want to sort of 
uh, move that away from me. And I, I use my hands a lot. So I'm like, let's, I'm just going to send all of that agitation out of my room. You know, I, I find myself pushing it out with my hands, like mm. I'm sending all that, you mm. know, out and away. And I'm going to now intentionally bring in, um, and in the meditation I'm going to be sharing today, we're bringing in light. We're going to bring in light mm. into ourselves and project that light out towards um, uh, particular um, places and ask. Great. So I did get a little, uh, just so you know, I did get a little text message from Scott that his internet went down, but we are still recording and we are still here. So I think it, rather than rush you in any way, let's move into the meditation if you don't mind. Oh, except I think you're mute now, I Diane. I just did. I muted oh. myself. <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay. Well, I, what I'd like to begin with then is I want to give your subconscious mind a task to work on. Um, and then I'm going to explain a couple more things and then we'll come back to this task. So what I want to invite your subconscious mind right now to begin um, working on is um, to uh, remember, recall to your mind two happy occasions two memories where you felt things like happiness, sense of upliftedness, positivity, enjoyment, well-being, where you felt loving or caring feelings, or you felt loved or cared about by another. So I want your mind to just kind of work on that. And while it's doing that in the background, I want you to invite the foreground of your mind to put your attention and awareness on the sun. And the sun is a beautiful life-giving being. And it was completely eclipsed by the moon in the Southern hemisphere just about a half a day ago. You could watch that on the internet, now the replay. But for us in the Northern Hemisphere today, the sun is shining, even if it's cloudy where you are right now, the sun is still shining. The sun is always shining. It's always sending its life-giving energy out. It's always shining on the surface of the earth. And the plant beings are drawing in the photons of light. And through their complex process of photosynthesis, they create sugars that pass down through the trunk to nourish the roots. And sometimes the mother trees share this rich energy with their baby trees. And sometimes they share this with other adult trees who aren't doing so well. Maybe they were compromised by insect infestation or they can't reach the light quite as, as easily. And it's through the fungi, the mycelium, they transport that sugar from tree to tree in this beautiful symbiosis. And now if you think about there's non-plant 
people, animals, other beings who are not plants, who are eating the plants, who eat the sunlight. And there are human people eating the plants who are eating the light. And it turns out that all living beings emit photons of light. In fact, it seems that our mitochondria can manufacture energy directly from sunlight in an analogous way that plants photosynthesize. And now breathing in and breathing out. And the trees and all the plant people are breathing in and they're using the CO2, the carbon dioxide to photosynthesize. And they're breathing out the oxygen and nitrogen. And the beings who are not plants are breathing in the oxygen. And they're breathing out the carbon dioxide and the nitrogen and the plant beings breathing in the carbon dioxide and breathing out the oxygen. And we're breathing in the oxygen and breathing out the carbon dioxide. And you can feel the connection amongst all living beings. And bringing awareness to your lungs, breathing in. And the heart pumping the blood from the lungs to the heart to oxygenate the heart muscle. Breathing in and breathing out. Breathing in and the heart is pumping oxygenated blood to the body. And the body using the oxygen and using the light ingested from the plants who are eating the sunlight. And we are connected. And now focusing your awareness on your heart and the heart space. Some would call it the heart chakra, the room in your heart. And recall the first of the happy events that came to your mind. And take your time to re-experience the exquisite feeling of sweetness in that happy event. Re-experiencing the tenderness, the happiness, the love. You're smiling, filled with love and happiness. Very gently and lovingly, smile at your heart center.
Your heart center is a being of love. Gently and lovingly smile at your heart. Say words of love and sweetness to your heart. Wait for the response. Can you feel your heart center responding with love, with joy and bliss? Recall the second happy event and re-experience this happy event. And now smile at your crown center. This would be the crown chakra, the space above your head, where that you are able to connect the higher dimensions, your higher self, that higher, broader, wiser part of yourself. Someone call it your true self. The crown center is a being of divine love. Say words of love to this being of divine love. Lovingly and gently smile at your crown center. Wait for the response. Can you feel your crown center responding with joy and sweetness? We're now going to bless the earth and all its inhabitants with loving kindness. We'll be using the prayer that's credited to St. Francis of Assisi. So raise your hands now with your hands facing outward. And imagine the earth in front of you, the size of a small ball. And your hands then would be facing this small ball in front of you as if you were projecting towards that earth and all its inhabitants. Now be aware of your heart and silently repeat after me. I am an instrument of peace. Feel the inner peace within you. Allow yourself to be a channel for divine peace flowing from those higher dimensions through your crown, to your heart, out down through your arms, out your hands. Feel the inner peace within you. Gently and lovingly share this peace with the small earth in front of you. Feel the peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love, as in planting, as in 
taking a little plant, putting it in the earth, nourishing it, watering it. So where there is hatred, let me sow love. Feel the love within you. Allow yourself to be a channel for divine love. Feel this love going from your heart, through your arms and your hands, going to the small earth in front of you. Bless the earth and all its inhabitants with peace and with love. Especially places on the earth where there's social conflict, where there's genocide, where there's military conflict, difficulty and poverty. Let the love flow to those places in particular. Where there is injury, let me so pardon. Allow yourself to be a channel for divine forgiveness, divine reconciliation. Bless the earth with the spirit of forgiveness and the spirit of reconciliation. Let there be understanding, harmony, and peace between lovers and families, between friends, between enemies. Where there's despair, let me sow hope. Where there is doubt, let me sow faith. Let yourself be a channel for divine hope and divine faith. Bless the earth and all its inhabitants with hope and with faith. Bless people who are having a difficult time. Bless them with hope and with faith. Silently tell them, you can make it. Bless them with divine hope, divine faith, divine strength. Where there's darkness, let me share this light. Where there's sadness, let there be joy. Allow yourself to be a channel for divine light and divine joy. Bless the entire earth with light and with joy especially people who are sad and people who are in pain with people who are depressed. See the light flowing through your hands to all of those beings 
who are sad, in pain, or depressed. See them filled with light and with joy. Let the entire earth be blessed with loving kindness. Feel divine love and divine kindness coming through from those higher dimensions. And let the earth be blessed with great joy and love. With understanding, harmony, and peace. With goodwill and the will to do good. Imagine people not only thinking about doing something good, but actually acting out this goodness. See this earth in front of you and let the entire earth, every person, every being filled with love and kindness. Imagine the golden light from your hands going down to the entire earth, filling the entire earth with light and with love. From the source of all that is, see every person, every being filled with divine sweetness, with joy, with oneness, with tenderness, with inner healing, with inner beauty, filled with bliss and oneness with all. And now gently moving your hands down, placing them wherever is comfortable. And I want you to imagine a brilliant star just above your head. And imagine looking at that brilliant star above your head. And also being aware of your heart. And now I will go silent for the next three minutes and just let yourself remain in that place of stillness, of love, of oneness.
very gently return to your body. Gently return to your body now. And you have generated enormous quantities of healing energy and light that you can now direct towards something personal for you. Place in your body where there's discomfort or pain, you can place your hands there or around those places. You can direct that healing energy to an area of your life, like a relationship, a work situation, anything else. And just focus that enormous quantity of light and love and energy towards that personal thing. And sensing into your body, reconnecting yourself from your toes, up your legs, your pelvis, your midsection, your chest, your arms, hands, neck, head, and eyes. And we are complete with the meditation. That was so beautiful, Diane. I even saw um, Scott join in, close his eyes, and then I think his internet may have <laughs> may have gone out again. But that was really beautiful, and um, thank you for sharing such such gifts with us today. Um, I don't <laughs> I don't know I don't see any questions in our chat feature, but if they come to us through our Facebook page, we'll get them on to you. How can people get a hold of you, Diane, if they want to connect with you directly? I would say through my website is the easiest. Um, there's a link there or has my email, which is Diane at dianepubauer.com. Great, great. Um, my cell phone is listed there as well. Okay, I don't great. have social media presence. So um, I'm a still old fashioned direct contact. <laughs> That's wonderful. Face and to face. Totally okay. <laughs> person to person. <laughs> Thank um, you for making an exception and coming online <laughs> oh. to, to do this podcast with us. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, for our looking, listeners. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Looking forward to sharing something that I um, have experienced for my own self, creating uh, positivity and upliftment for myself and, yeah. um, and feeling how it reverberates out. Yeah. It creates a beautiful harmonic vibration yeah. out, makes it easier for others to feel that sense of well-being, um, which is, you know, much needed right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. 
And it was so beautiful, the imagery, the connectivity between the earth and, and you know, plant-based and, you know, uh, oxygen-based beings and um, then sharing that back with the earth and seeing the sun shine on us. So just such beautiful imagery. So thank you very much for giving us that gift today. It was a pleasure to have you on. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me. Yeah. Um, Scott sometimes asks people before we end, which is a little bit of a surprise, but if you were to be remembered for something in your lifetime, what would you want that to be? I would say off the top of my head that I brought more light Mm. and helped others uh, reconnect to their own true selves. Um, when the way I see it in my meditations is, is I am a being of light, mm-hmm. as are you, mm-hmm. as are everyone. Mm-hmm. So if I were to be remembered for one thing, it would be helping people and all beings remember mm-hmm. their true selves as beings of light. Um, mm-hmm. So easy to forget that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So thank you, um, Scott. I know we're at the end of our time. Um, I see you have reappeared to us like the magician that you are. Um, <laughs> any final thoughts or, or reminders you want our group to be aware of? No, and I got to tell you, I apo- first of all, I apologize for the internet uh, connectivity <laughs> problem. Diane, uh, I apologize for any rudeness or interruption that created with you. However, uh, I've got to tell you the the power of what I heard Diane doing mm-hmm. uh, is incredible. Uh, obviously, my internet went out. I was running around here, getting <laughs> things put together. Uh, as both Michelle and Diane know, I'm a little type A. So I get back up here and I can tell you immediately coming into uh, the meditation and listening to it. The power of this folks is amazing and give yourself the time. And even uh, the three minutes, I know that's a lot of time for some people to be alone with yourself. Uh, do it, just do what Diane and I believe Michelle have been chatting about. And Michelle, I believe you asked Diane the question I ask a lot of guests at the very end. <laughs> I so filled in for you, Scott. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm going to let this be the Michelle and Diane show and I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not going to, I I can't wait to replay it actually so that I can participate in the show I wasn't at. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But thank thank you, Diane, for coming back again. Uh, Michelle, thank you for handling this in the midst of whatever uh, the internet provider is doing right now. Um, And uh, with that, I'm going to let Michelle, you sign off the show. All right. So um, everyone, we hope that, that this just, Diane, our special guest today, just gave you another tool to keep your shit together in this crazy world. And we invite you to share on our Facebook page if you happen to be a member or want to join Keeping Your Shit Together or via our Twitter or Instagram. I think you can pretty much find us. Uh, As a reminder, Scott and I have our Getting Your Shit Together home retreat available online gysthr.com if you're interested. And you can also reach either of us through our website. Uh, me, it would be through postinternationalinc.com. And Scott? Uh, thinkingmagically.com. And Diane, uh, I gave your website out earlier. Is that the best way for people to uh, stay in touch with you? Yes, we reshared that um, just a moment ago before you yeah. got back on. 
<laughs> well, you can you, you can never have too many. Like, here's how you can reach me. Sure. Uh, and and again, folks, what what'll happen as usual? Uh, I will take this convert it into an MP3 again for those who are are new uh, listeners on Pandora and Audible and now Apple Music and Google Podcast, welcome. And there will be a separate, in the show notes, there'll be a separate link to Diane's meditation, which I will put in MP3 format for everybody. Thank you, Scott. And thank you again, Diane. With that, everybody, (laughs) thank thank you for joining us and peace. 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 Bye-bye. You've reached the end of another episode of Keeping Your Together in a Stressed World with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. If you like our show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate our broadcast, and leave a review. The podcast is for general information only and not intended to be legal or mental health advice, nor the formation of a lawyer-client, nor therapist-patient relationship. Stay tuned for our next episode, and thank you for listening.